from Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio, focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob. Beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Radio Hour. Appreciate all of the folks that have helped us along the way here. We've been on the air now 23 years, and uh, our great producer, Gabe Sorensen, all the great underwriters, uh, uh, Bishop Wiegand, who founded the program, uh, Father Monsignor Jim Murphy, who was uh, instrumental in the early days, Father uh, Sylvester McDermott, and then all the uh, great guests we've had along the way, and of course, you, the listeners. Uh, uh, couldn't do it without you, the listeners, so appreciate all of you. Well, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it, and we are glad to welcome in Kevin Stasco, the uh, a deacon, Kevin. Yes, a deacon. I, I, every now and then, I've known you so long, I forget to say deacon. But that's that's <laughs> a very important title nowadays. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. Yep. Well, yeah, it's, the, it's, I've, it's, been the, uh, I've been at the diocese fourteen years, so I've only been a deacon for four. So there you go. There you go. Okay, so I, I'm semi forgiven for my. <laughs> My slip. <laughs> for the decade you knew me. For the decade, I, that's right, indeed. Okay. Well, a lot going on in your world. I know that uh, you know some people are able to put their feet up on the desk in the summer and go, "Okay, I'll wait till fall." Uh, fall comes, and uh, you're spending the whole summer getting ready for it. Yeah, fall's our bus- certainly our busiest season. Um, yeah. You know, Bob, when you said uh, at the beginning of the show that the the show is 23 years old, is that yep. what you said? So that- yep. You guys started in '99. That's right. Uh, that's right. I, I was I was just at a meeting uh, in Santa Cruz of the uh, Region 11, uh, which is California, Hawaii, and Nevada. Region 11 uh, diocesan directors of catechetical ministry. Mm-hmm. So we had I think 12 or 13 uh, dioceses represented at the meeting, and uh, we talked. Part of our conversation was about. Uh, the document, Their Hearts Were Burning uh, Within Us, which came out in 1999. Wow. And encouraged the bishops, uh, wrote the document and, and an accompanying pastoral plan that we needed to change our focus from just children's faith formation and youth faith formation to adult faith formation, mm. um, and that adults needed to be formed in the faith. And I, I've always thought of your show as one of the ways um, that our diet and you know and relevant radio as well um, uh, immaculate heart radio before that right um, has always been a way that we've reached out and tried to catechize or teach the faith uh, to adults and connect them to the church so it's great I mean you're, you're an example of, of actually of you know it's funny that you started that year because that was the year the bishops made the big proclamation that if you read that document it's it's calling for a you know, a change in our our whole focus, because most parishes, even today, mostly focus on forming children. Right. And the document said, well, you know, it's more important to form adults and, and their parents, you know, the parents of children. So oh, it's, it's great. It's great that, uh, that, that you've been, a, yeah, been around since then, and you're, you're an example. You, you know, the Spanish radio station as well, like, you know, constantly, um, uh, Radio Santissimo, constantly... Right. Um, forming the faith of adults who, who listen. Oh, so, that's really no, that's really good to hear, and uh, I, I do see that as a, as a primary function of, of this program, and um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that uh, <laughs> that uh, people are taking it that way. And yeah, we started in October of 
1999, and which you know, there's the old cliche. It it seems like yesterday. I I I remember Father McDermott would sit in the in the studio along with the producer, and uh, he would you know make faces at me, hand gestures. Uh, would come in afterwards and say, "Let's go to lunch and talk about it." And he was just so supportive and so helpful. And Monsignor Murphy as well, and of course uh, Bishop Wiegand, um, just all just so supportive. And then uh, Bishop Soto. Oh my goodness! It's just taken everything to a, to another level, you know, with his support. So it's it's been really, really a great ride. Yeah, no, it's great. It's it's great. I think your show is a a blessing to the diocese and always has been. It's, it's great, and you and Gabriel are a blessing as well. Thank you. Well, well thank for all you. your hard work over the years. Yeah, I appreciate appreciate that very much. Well, so so much is happening this fall. I don't even know. I don't even know where we start. <laughs> Well, we can start in a couple weeks. We're hosting the annual Respect Life Gathering. Yes. And anybody interested, involved or interested in Respect Life uh, ministry could uh, register for that. Um, and that is going to be uh, a really good uh, session. You know, basically every year we get together, we try to go over the Bishop's four-part plan for Respect Life ministry. Right. And we talk um, uh, to the leaders. And, you know, this year... Um, even though Roe versus Wade has been overturned, um, you know, thanks be to God, we have, um, you know, this proposition, uh, Proposition 1, coming uh, on the ballot. Right. And, um, you know, we need to mobilize and start to educate people about what passage of that uh, proposition will mean. So that will be part of the day. Um, but then also just talking about, you know, just different ways that people can get involved in Respect Life Ministry and really trying to focus our Respect Life Ministry on helping um, uh, make it so uh, that pregnancy is no, is never a crisis, right? Pregnancy is a a gift and something beautiful, and and supporting uh, the women who are pregnant um, in any way we can through the Gabriel Project, through the maternity homes, through other resources. Um, uh, but and the bishops have come up with a great uh, great campaign, the We Were Bo- We Were Born Ready campaign, right? Um, and then we also have a new. Um, a new phone number. There's a unified phone number across the whole country, and I don't have it in front of me, but it's, it's uh, Options United. And Options United is kind of like they have done a database of every single pregnancy center across the country, wow. every single every single resource uh, for pregnant women. So it's kind of like the Gabriel Project on steroids. So they'll call you call the phone number, and, and you need help, and they'll connect you to the Gabriel Project, to, to housing assistance, to whatever you need. Um, uh, any, 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 any woman can call uh, that needs help, and that phone number will connect them directly to, uh, to, that, to those wow. resources. Wow. What, so, what's it called again? Um, it's, uh, the website, I believe, is something like Support, um, support Makes a Difference, or I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I'll have to find it. Uh, let me see if I can find it while we're on the phone. But... Uh, it's uh, it's going to be a, it's a really uh, it's 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 really exciting and there's going to be I mean the, these uh, the, this um, this one phone number and this one website will be advertised everywhere on 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 billboards on you know on you know on bus benches on you know all across the country it's kind of like um, let's you know let's offer these resources and be available for women who need help. Well. Uh, 
thanks to the miracle of a great producer, the phone number is 877-398-7734. That's from, that's from the angel Gabriel, <laughs> better known as Gabe. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so we'll, we'll be, uh, people will be finding out more about it. But, I mean, if you want to get involved, um, not only in the advocacy efforts to overturn the Proposition 1, the, the amendment to the Constitution that, 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 the, that they put before on the ballot in November, if you want to be part of that, that, um, that coalition, it's not just the Catholic Church, it's so many organizations that, you know, this, this proposition is extreme, it's not needed. Um, you know, it's unnecessary, and so we're trying to get people to to understand that. We're also trying to um, promote all of the resources that the Catholic Church and, and, and all the other resources in the community uh, for women who are pregnant, that, you know, pregnancy doesn't have to ever be a crisis. Um, but anyway, th- this would be kind of a kickoff for that, and also information on all of the other things that we do as a diocese as far as respect life. Yeah, uh, you know, you know a ministry. I, I really like how you put that, Kevin, because I, I know a lot of a lot of groups. It used to be known as crisis pregnancy centers, and and that still is in the language. But uh, most of them have taken that word crisis out because they, 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 you don't want people looking at it as a crisis. Uh, yeah, it may it may be presenting difficulties and things, but uh, uh, I like the the title of life center or things like that much better. Yeah, and I think that, that that whole idea that, you know, if we can take the stigma of being pregnant away, right, right. if we can take right. the crisis away by saying, look, you know, this is a blessing, this right. is such a beautiful thing that you're pregnant, let's, let's try to help you, right? You know, again, right. and, you know, we, we know that every situation is different, you know, people are coming at this from all different places, but we as a church can be that sign of hope for these women, that's what the Gabriel Project uh, which is our ministry and, and, and what the pregnancy centers here in our diocese and the maternity homes try to do. But I think across the country this could be a, a wonderful thing. So anyway, our like I said, our kickoff of our Respect Life ministry, if you're interested in Respect Life ministry and getting involved and starting a, a, a new committee at your parish and being involved in your parish committee, um, you know, or just, just finding about the resources, you're welcome to come to that Respect Life gathering. And that's on, I believe, on Saturday, August 27th. Right. Is that correct? Is that's, correct. That? that's correct. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. So that's our next. That's that's our next big thing that's coming up. Trying to trying to get the word out uh, about that. Um, you know, and then we have our big. Um, we also have our big uh, events uh, in September um, on fire and ministry days. And I think Jennifer's coming on. At the ships, um, I think, and she'll be talking some more about those, but. On fires on September seventeenth. Uh, that's Six Flags, our thirteenth uh, annual. Is it thirteen now? Wow! Yeah, thirteen years old. So yeah, it's amazing that we've been doing it for that long. It's a teenager. The teenage event is now a teenager. Right? Wow, that's right. Started in ten. Started in ten was the first event. So twenty-two is the twenty-third or the thirteenth annual event. So ten years. Not you know, you were on the air ten years before that. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> it's become a you know our annual event for teenagers at Six Flags, and you can go to onfirenorcal.com and get all the information. The tickets are on sale, and um, teens are uh, teens and young adults are welcome to come. And then a lot of parishes are putting groups together. If families who have teenagers in them want to come together to the event, they're welcome as well. 
Um, it's going to be a uh, you know mass with we have three bishops I think confirmed so far. Mm-hmm. Um, Bishop Basha from Santa Rosa, Bishop Mugelborg from uh, Reno, and uh, Bishop Soda will be there as well. Um, also, uh, Bishop Barber will be there at the lunch. He's just mm-hmm. going to come and hang out with the kids at lunchtime from Oakland. Uh, and then we also have um, a concert in the evening and uh, you know rides. You know, you know just you know fun in the park and all you can eat lunch. Uh, it's just a fun day. We're hoping that people who aren't, you know, you know that 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 the Catholic young people that that attend youth group and are at church all the time might bring their friends. Because yes. most of the day is just riding rides, having fun, eating food, right. whatever. But they'll also be exposed to a mass, and then there's a concert with a short adoration at the end, at the end of the day. And then after adoration, the park closes at eight, but they keep the park open for us. Um, so we can ride rides, just our group, from eight to ten p.m. So, exciting day. I can see, I can see kids getting in line and saying, uh, "Baptize me now." <laughs> <laughs> I want to go well, ride those rides. Know, the, uh, <laughs> I want to, I want to tell you that uh, there's a there's a diocesan director. Uh, 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 his name is Joseph Nufable. He's the director of youth and young adult ministry for the diocese of Oakland, mm-hmm. and. He came to uh, he came to on fire. He was like a, either a senior in high school or his first year of college, and was really like uh, inspired, you know, like inspired wow. uh, vocationally. And now he's the diocesan director. Thirteen years later, that's he's pretty impressive. Youth ministry for the whole diocese. And he remembers, you know, that being a significant uh, experience for him. Just Matt Marr was the was the was the uh, big artist that year. And yep. it was really you know it was really. Uh, life-changing for him so that, that was great so boy that's good to have some of those uh, things and then so what's the, the second go, go, ahead. go ahead no go ahead no what, what, what's the what's the attendance for uh, basically we got a couple thousand uh-huh. right so we, yeah. we've had as many as 3,500 wow. that was i think 3650 was our largest crowd um the last two years it's been um, you know, during during the pandemic, the numbers uh, came down a little. I think, um, but but we're expecting about two thousand this year, mm-hmm. and we're trying to build back up to that thirty five hundred number. So um, we're confident confident that it might happen. I think people are, you know, more comfortable getting together again, and I yeah. think we're going to see a lot more kids. The whole event is outside, which is nice, right? Yeah. So it's not it's not going to be a you know it's not as um, you know as far as the virus goes. Um, it's the whole event, but if you've been to the Six Flags Park, there's very few indoor areas. Right. So all of our event happens, um, you know, out, out outside. And yeah, all the my, rides are my, my sense is outside. people have gotten much more comfortable with outdoor events, you know, and yeah. feeling that, well, it's, it, it, you know, it's as safe as it's, as it's going to be, um, you know, and, and it's, it's still out there. We, we know that, but, uh, it's a, a lot People are handling a lot better. Uh, there's much better treatment for it. Um, it still can be fatal. It still can make you very sick, and you need to be cautious. But I, th- I think outdoor events uh, pretty much are, are back to stay, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And and then um, after Ministry Day, or after On Fire, the next weekend on the 24th, of September is Ministry Days. Mm-hmm. Um, the 24th is the the 23rd. It's Ministry Days because on the 23rd we have a day just for the Catholic school staff this right. year. But on the 24th we have a day 
come and learn more about their faith, you know, um, get some get some um, um, ideas um, and um, inspiration for their ministry. We have workshops in all different ministry areas, plus general workshops to just inspire you. And we're we're trying to. This is part of the Eucharistic revival, kind of building as we build through the Eucharistic revival. This day, we have a one of the Eucharistic preachers uh, that the USCCB made available, um, uh, Father Daniel. He's a Franciscan father of the renewal, and he'll be there uh, to talk about the Eucharist. And um, we're super excited about it. He's gonna, he's gonna. We're, we're gonna have some time also to let the the people gathered in ministries days talk to them a little bit about how they can get involved in the Eucharistic Revival. Again, this whole year is just kind of a year of formation, a year of preparation, and then the Eucharistic Revival will kick off next year, uh, 23-24, and that will be the parish year. So Mm -hmm. the idea is to give the train some of the leaders and give the parishes resources that then they can use in their parish to to do the uh, Eucharistic Revival. And in our diocese, uh, the theme for the Eucharistic revival is real presence, real life. Yeah, I like that a lot. And we, yeah. yeah, and so the and and we're also trying we're trying to make the connection between, you know, what happens um, in the sacrament and what happens in the world. Our sacrament of charity needs always to be connected to our sacrament of the Eucharist, and this idea that um, we're also looking to um, looking at hospitality, like how do we really welcome and and make that Sunday celebration of the Eucharist something where everybody feels um, at home. You know, we we're trying to invite people in. And uh, so it, it's exciting. I think it's going to be an exciting. There's a lot of things. I mean, it, part of it is is catechizing people and making sure they understand that, you know, that the real presence of Christ is there in the Eucharist. It's not just a symbol, but it's more than that, right? It's, it's also kind of, you know, the, the Eucharist unifies us as a community, right? The Eucharist sends us forth into the world to, you know, to do the works of God. Um, the Eucharist, uh, you know, strengthens us uh, to be bold witnesses of the faith in the world. So we're hoping that uh, we can really push some of these themes and that the parishes will really embrace that over the time. But uh, Ministry Days this year will fe- feature a speaker that will hopefully get us excited about this task at hand of, of kind of to renew the parishes around the Eucharist. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I'm really glad that this campaign has, you know, we're undertaking this campaign, and I, I applaud the bishops for it. Uh, um, over the years on this show and just uh, just knowing people, I've heard a number of conversion stories, and the one underlying theme or thread to a great number of them, like what finally, what was it that brought you over? And they say it's the Eucharist. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's no, pretty, pretty it, it, uh, powerful. Uh, no, it's, it, it's great. You know, I think that's the that's the big question, right? The question is, you know, part of this is um, the gather, you know, trying to renew um, the people that are already coming to Mass and call themselves Catholic and uh, are excited about being Catholic, renew their kind of understanding and, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and enthusiasm and, and uh, you know, and, and living out the Eucharist in their life inspiring them but the second one is like how do we expose others to the eucharist and invite them invite them in right, right. so that, that's right. the hard part the hardest part is, is is doing that and so you know maybe it starts with just inviting a friend to mass every week or something or or in you know offering to drive someone to mass who mm-hmm. has a hard time getting there but 
you know, we, we hopefully we can, um, you know, hopefully we can uh, inspire parishes to try some new things and take this revival seriously. Yeah, that's. I, I love. I just love the the theme: real presence, real life. It's it's so 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 short, succinct, and true. Yeah, no, it is. Yes, very much so. Um, yeah, so I, th- those are the those are the main things that are you know those are the main things that are coming up. Uh, you know, I think um, as you know, I think we've talked about on this program before. Um, you know the uh, you know I. I I direct the Office of Youth and Young Adult Ministry and the Office of Family and Faith Formation. Right. And we're really trying to, um, in this, as we work with uh, religious education and faith formation people and with the youth ministers in the parishes, to um, emphasize kind of a renewed interest in adult faith formation, like I talked to about at the beginning of the, right. you know, talking to you about how the radio provides some of that. But this idea that we want to try to... Um, move from just forming children to forming parents and families and this idea that we really need to build up the domestic church because you know we form the kids at church and then we send them home and if the home is not yep. the people at home, you know if their family is not practicing the faith you know it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna stick right it's not gonna yep. you know it's not gonna really be real for them and so that idea that we're trying to create lifelong disciples, not just people that understand the faith intellectually, and that that takes kind of a partnership with our families, mm-hmm. you know, with with our, you know, that that you know that faith formation is really learning how to live as a disciple of Jesus. So it's a lifestyle, not just a class you take, you know, and the sacraments as well are not an end in, of themselves, right? Most of our parish life we spend you know, preparing people for the sacraments and distributing the sacraments. But the sacraments are supposed to strengthen us for the work of God in the world, right? right. To go out and evangelize our community and, and live differently, et cetera, right? So sometimes that connection isn't made, it isn't made and sometimes we, we act as if the sacraments are the end, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, okay, well, I'm, I'm working towards confirmation. I received confirmation. Good, I'm done, right? Well, no, I mean, that sacrament of confirmation should... That's inspire right. and empower you to do something, right? right. I mean, right. same thing with the Eucharist. I receive the Eucharist on Sunday. I'm supposed to become the body of Christ so I can be the body of Christ for others. I take that body of Christ out into the world in, the, in, in, in how I treat others, right? How am I doing that? So, but that idea that sometimes in faith formation class or confirmation class or, you know, first communion class, that's how we treat it. It's just a class. We want you to understand this. We're not training you how or equipping you to really live it out. And I think we can't really equip children to live this out unless their families are on board and their families are open to, you know, to living it out themselves. So that's what we're trying to do, especially coming out of the pandemic, like, you know, realizing that, hey, during the pandemic, we weren't able to gather children as often, so we had to focus more on parents. We had to send things home to the families. We had to trust the families to do the faith formation of the children, right? So we're hoping that we can continue that effort to say, hey, yes, you know, we want to form the children. Certainly we want them to understand the faith, but we're not also teaching them how to live it out, and that involves a partnership and a kind of, a, kind of an effort on the part of their parents to pray more at home and you know, do do service project, whatever it is, right? There's there's different things we could we can ask them to do, but 
training, teaching, equipping them to do that is the, is what we should be doing as parish. So hopefully that ties in well, I think it does, with the Eucharistic revival, but it also ties in with this idea that, you know, like as I said, the bishops in 1999 said, hey, you know, we're not doing this right. We're only forming the children, and it's not work. It's not very effective. Let's, let's refocus our efforts towards parents and helping families because we want to make this lifelong disciples, not just, you know, um, we just don't want just our first communion class to look, or I guess we, we don't just want our confirmation class to look good in front of the bishop. Look, we have 80 kids receiving, you know, confirmation. That's not the, that's not the end goal, right? No, yeah, so so well put. And the domestic church is, is even though it may not have been, uh, uh, emphasized as much when I was a kid going to catechism class on Saturday mornings. Um, it, if if I didn't have that at home, um, whether it had a formal name or not, um, it would have been a lot easier to just uh, skip that catechism class on Saturday morning and uh, listen to the Notre Dame game on the radio. You know. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's true. And I also think you know the domestic. You know, we need to do a better job as the church of kind of honoring or pointing out the holiness of family life, right? right? The holiness that happens at home, right? I think sometimes the way we do things make people think, well, the only holy things are at church. So right. if I want to, if anything's holy or sacred, it, it only happens at church, right? And really, if we could start to honor and show more respect for the holiness of what what can happen at in the family at home and that and the you know that Christ and the Holy Spirit and God they're all the whole trinity is active in that family life and we can help families see that um, then you know then i think that that you know that, that would be you know that would really change uh, their perspective and the you know the activity of the church to be more outward, you know, more out in the world and less just at, you know, just within the boundaries of the parking lot or whatever. Yeah, amen to that. Uh, it's 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 just it's so important. And uh, um, you know, anyway, I remember you and I uh, a couple of times did sort of a, I guess, a presentation or a workshop on 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 the domestic church, and and yeah. and um, it was very encouraging to see the number of parents who attended and the questions they asked. You know. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's just it. I mean, it, it's common sense uh, with, with anything, you know. That <laughs> you, <laughs> you send your kid to the dentist, and the dentist says you need to do X, Y, and Z, and the kid comes home, and and uh, there's not even any toothpaste in the house. You know, it's like it's <laughs> like it just isn't yeah. going to work. Yeah, yeah. If you don't buy floss, they're never going to floss. That's right. right. That's go. that's right. You know, and it's a, it's it's sort of a. a uh, a, a, a direct parallel there, you know, that uh, uh, so much happens in the home, you know. I mean, that, that's that's where the kids are for 
most of their their growing up is in the home. Sure, they're they're in school and they're at soccer practice or baseball practice or choir practice or whatever it is, but they're in that home a lot. And and the other thing is is that they are sponges. They are watching mom and dad. And if if they don't think mom and dad really believe this stuff, even if they're going to the classes, they aren't going to take it into their hearts either. Yeah, I mean, we send it. We send it. It's such a double standard, right? Because we or not double, double standard is the wrong word, but it's that whole thing of, you know, you you tell them at catechism class, you know, Eucharist is the source and summit. So important to go to mass. This is so important. But in the family life, everything except mass might take priority. Yep. Right. You know, the, the you know the, the soccer game, the you know the NFL football game, or whatever. All those things happen on Sunday, right? Yep. Those become the priority, and the kid really quickly gets the idea that, well, the church, you know, my my catechist or my teacher at church is saying this, but my parents, you know, it's not true. It's not true in our family, right? Yep, yep. It's it's only sort of important unless there's a game or uh, whatever. uh, Yeah, totally sort of important unless there's something that's, that's, you know, that's better, you know, so there's a better offer or something better happening. Yeah, I, I agree. I think. So that so then it's that idea of like how do we get how do we get parents to reprioritize that and to realize that those actions speak speak a lot louder than their words yep. or the words of their catechist or the words of the priest in this homily right their actions are much more you know much more of a witness to the young people yeah and you know and, and when they they come home from the holy communion class or the confirmation class. Uh, how to go? Good. Okay. Good. Uh, let's have dinner. You, you know, it's like, you know, it's like good, good or whatever. You got, or they got a calendar. Only three more classes. To yeah. Go. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, <laughs> we're almost done with that. Good. You know, I mean, again, and, and when we're in our in our over busy culture and society, right? It, you, you can understand that the time. Like, oh my goodness, they told me we had to do two years of this. You know, and so it just it, it just you know sometimes it's treated as one more thing. So that's the other thing with the, with the family. Like, how do we make this? How do we make this? Uh, you know, again, how do we make this more relevant to their lives and more uh, more interesting and more important, right? And how do we help them prioritize that? How do we, you know, again, we might have to sit down with the parents and talk to them. Like, hey, you know, your your you know your witness through your actions is more important than any any class they come to, right? We can get them to you know, to, to really understand that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, once ministry day is over, that's it. <laughs> no, um, that's as far as I'm thinking ahead. That, I, I, I can imagine <laughs> ministry day. You know, we talked about the crowd at uh, at uh, Six Flags. Ministry days rivals that. It doesn't get quite that big, but yeah. uh, you you, yeah. you get a thousand. Yeah, we get about a thousand. We get we get almost a thousand a day at that. Right? Yeah. The schools the schools is between eight hundred and a thousand, and then the. The, the second day, you know, it's been as high as I think. I think that Saturday's been as high as twelve hundred. It's it's a big it's a big crowd. Yeah. So see how how that goes. You know, we, we haven't had we've had the the last two um, uh, ministry days last year had to be done virtually. Um, or you know, I think the, the actually two twenty twenty we did it virtually. Twenty twenty one we really wanted to do it in person in the spring, and we decided with the schools department that the that the value of it really was the in person meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we decided not to try to do it virtually last year. So we're excited to do it after not doing it for a year. Yeah, you know, so there were people will come back. There are always a lot of great conversations in the hallways over lunch 
um, just who you're sitting next to at a presentation, uh, just a lot of stuff that happens in person, which is just invaluable. Yeah, no, I think the networking is yeah. one of the, you know, the networking and the fellowship is one of the most important part of ministry days, right? right. You're sitting next to somebody who does the same ministry in their parish as, as, right. as you do, and you, you know, you, you strike up a conversation, you realize, well, hey, you know, this person is struggling with some of the same thing. This person's, you know, DRE is the same as mine, you know, you know, whatever, we, you know, we, we need, let's talk, how can we, how can we make this better, right? We're both struggling to connect with parents, let's, let's talk about that, right? So it's good, it's like somebody who gets what you do, right? Because in most parishes, you know, let's, let's face it, it's a small group that ends up doing a lot of the ministry in the parish, and they don't often have somebody to talk to about their ministry. So. Yeah, amen. So um, just to, you, you mentioned the Gabriel Project uh, early on in our conversation, and uh, just so people know, a lot of people might not know, um, the, the diocese has sort of wrapped this under the diocesan umbrella, if you will. Um, uh, explain that decision a little bit and what, and what, and what, and what it means. Well, you know, um, uh, Mike Ronco has really been the champion of the Gabriel Project. Right in our area for many years, and not just in our diocese, but in, in other dioceses as well. Um, and he's the one who got, you know, got the parish, many parishes to start the Gabriel Project. And the Gabriel Project is basically, we have a, you know, similar to this national campaign the bishops are doing, Options United. It's, it's a phone number that you call if, if, you know, if, you, if, if, if you are pregnant and need help in any way. And uh, what happens is that's an 800 number, and then that person gets referred to a local parish. And then the parishes are just there to help, right? They, they, and they can help in a, number, a variety of ways. They can help in, you know, they can help, they can help with, you know, rent, transportation. They can help with, sure. um, you know, diapers. They can help with whatever the mom needs, that committee tries to help, right? And that's really, they're, they're called angels, like mm -hmm. the, the ministers of that, uh, of that Gabriel Gabriel Project Ministry call themselves angels, and the angels are really there. They they raise their own money in the parish, and they you know they they, they get uh, people who are willing to help. And then when the woman comes, they you know they they meet with the woman, and then they try to provide. Sometimes they connect with the you know Saint Vincent de Paul or the local food pantry or you know whatever. That you know it's just trying to you know just trying to help. Um, that mom, and uh, we talked about that before, right? Like right. making pregnancy not a crisis, right? right? This is not a crisis. This is not, you know, let's make it. Let's. How can we make it more of a blessing? Let's take these things that make it a crisis away from, you know, from the woman, and let's, you know, let's let's try to make this a, a, a good a good thing, right? A blessing. Yeah, I gave your project. There's just such great, great. Uh, volunteer work for for a long time now and you start to combine it with the life centers and the maternity homes as you said and uh, St. Vincent de Paul and food pantries and on and on and on and on there's a lot of help out there and a lot of people they just have trouble accessing that and I, I love the notions of Options United uh, where you have one phone number nationally um we're we're gonna we'll certainly get somebody on to talk about that in in more detail but what a, what a what a great great idea yeah no I, th I think it is a great idea and it's it's coming out of the kind of the brainstorming of the the u.s or the 
California bishops and mm-hmm. and and the uh, and the uh, uh, California Catholic Con- Conference that we want to really you know have this one phone number no matter where you are you can call they'll connect you to the services you need and you don't have to you know you don't have to do the research right you just right. call the number and someone will walk you through it and you know the, the what we've been told is the counselors are well trained and they will you know if if, if that you know, that service is open. They stay on the phone with you. They connect you to the, exactly the right person. You know, they get you the help you need, whether that's Gabriel Project, whether that's food pantry, whatever, maternity yeah. home, et cetera. So, Boy, that's great. excited about that. And, I, you know, I, I really do think, it, you know, it's, it's it, you know, the, the, we've been doing this for a long time. The Catholic Church has been trying to help uh, pregnant women who are, you know, who are in, who are in crisis, who are struggling. You know, we've tried to help the best we can, and we're trying to double down on our efforts in this kind of post-Roe time here in California, especially because, since we know, in California, we we have the most liberal, you know, abortion, uh, you know, abortion laws, and we will continue to, and we have a governor who's telling everyone, you know, hey, come here, and, you know, right. come here and get your abortion, right? So, obviously, we still have a lot of work to do. Yep, but this is, no matter the state of the law, we can still help and uh, yeah, uh, and, and and that's where I think the focus is. Who can who can argue with, you know, help you know, trying to help uh, help people and make this, you know, make the, make this not a crisis and yeah, help and, them and, realize and, the blessing that this pregnancy could be. Right? And a, a quote unquote uh, pro-choice state or environment, we're offering them a real choice. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, yeah. Hey, you have a choice. Yeah, we're going to. So we're you have a sure choice. You have the choice. Yeah, we're going to make sure that the choice for life is always available to you. Right. Absolutely, yeah. and, we, and we will help you. Yeah, absolutely. We'll help you. Deacon Kevin, uh, always great to talk with you. Thanks, thanks so much. And uh, we got uh, Jennifer Campbell champing at the bit, so we will talk with Jennifer in a minute. But uh, blessings to you and your family and your ministry. Thanks so much. Blessings to you, Bob, and congratulations on. 23 years. Wow. Thanks, Kev. Thanks, Deacon. <laughs> Greatly appreciate it. Thanks. Sure. Thanks so much. Uh, God bless. That's uh, Deacon Kevin Staskow and what great work he does here in the diocese. I don't know what we do with him. I'm just so glad that he's, he's around. We'll take a quick break. Back with more on the Bishop's Hour right after this. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Drop by and shop at their thrift store, a beautiful, beautiful thrift store at 2275 Watt Avenue. Open Mondays through Saturdays from 10 to 8 and Sundays from 11 to 6. They also accept donations at the store, donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items. Your donations help to fund the many projects of the St. Vincent de Paul Society throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Do such wonderful, wonderful work, and the thrift store is uh, one of the the ways they uh, raise the funds to help people throughout the diocese, and also uh, uh, many of their clients are able to access the uh, thrift store for uh, items that they need. You can uh, give them a call. They will come pick it up as well, but you can uh, give them a call. They're at 916-972-1212. And remember, again, the thrift store is open Uh, seven days a week at 2275 Watt Avenue right here in Sacramento. Well, Bishop Soto refers to Christ the King Retreat Center as the jewel of the diocese, and indeed it is. What a beautiful oasis it is. It's located in Citrus Heights, uh, right in the hustle and bustle of the city, and you feel like you're getting away from it all when you uh, turn off the main road and just uh, uh, come into Christ the King 
Passionist Retreat Center. Christ the King has served Northern California and the Diocese of Sacramento for over 60 years through parish weekend retreats, individual spiritual direction, and a variety of other programs. For information on all the programs that they offer, including residential programs, give them a call. They're at 916-725-4720, or you can visit them at 6520 Van Maren Lane in Citrus Heights. And we certainly thank uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and longstanding support of the Bishop's Hour. This is James McCormick, President and CEO of the Sacramento Choral Society and Orchestra. You're listening to the Bishop's Hour with Bob Dunning. Thank you, James, for that, and thanks for all the great work you do with the Sacramento Choral Society and also uh, with uh, Scola Cantorum and Vox Nova, those great, uh, great choirs uh, here in the Diocese of Sacramento. Well, we're pleased to welcome in uh, by phone Jennifer Campbell. Jennifer, good day to you. So much still happening uh, uh, as summer is trying to wind down. Uh, your life seems to be like it's winding up. Yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> that's what happens in, in Sacramento in September. We have a lot of things going on for the diocese. So. Starting on the Labor Day weekend with family camp. Yes. Um, we are excited to, be able to host that again this year. Um, it's just a great opportunity for families to come up um, and unplug and hang out together. So we'll have and then with activities and food provided by the Camp Pandola staff. So it's it's a good it's a good weekend. And that will be at Camp Pandola, uh, September third through fifth. That's Saturday through Monday. You come up on Saturday and leave on Monday, so you spend two nights there. Yeah. Three days and two nights uh, at Camp Pendola up near Camptonville. Uh, and it's it's a beautiful, beautiful site. I'm looking at the looking at the flyer for it, and uh, <laughs> it just, it just uh, looks like everybody got a smile on their face. Yeah, I know. It's a really, it's a really fun weekend. Um, I'm excited. Um, uh, Vince Sims, who is who works at um, Holy Spirit in Sacramento is going to come up and lead music for us over the weekend and do a special talk for parents um, on Saturday night. So we'll have some time for parents to just hang out with other other parents and mm-hmm. um, and and kids will get to go do a movie night. So don't worry, we have stuff for them to do then too. But um, it's a great opportunity to be together. Oh, that's great. So what? What do you get? You get uh, 50, 7,500 people for family camp? Um, yeah, just, I mean, kind of just depends on the sizes of our, the families that come. Because um, we have uh, about 15 um, cabin spaces that people can stay at between our, our cabins and then um, some of our, um, where staff would normally stay during the school year, or the summer, I mean, um, we, we can put in additional families in there, and, mm-hmm. and some families choose to tent, you know, tent camp while they're up there. So um, we can, yeah, we usually get anywhere between 50 and 100. Again, it just depends on the sizes of our families each year. Now, have, have a lot of your summer counselors already gone back to college? Um, uh, about half um, have mm-hmm. already have gone back. Um, we do, so it'll be our summer counselors that will be up there working, um, you know, as We'll have a lifeguard and, and some other staff to help lead some activities. A lot of the activities will be really self-directed with the families. We'll give you the supplies and either instructions um, if 
donated um, for everyone to be able to, to do those activities as a, as a family. And there's plenty of places around there to, to hike and... Um, yes, yeah, definitely. And, yeah, and if parents, actually, if families want to, um, they can they can drive. It's about 25 minutes, and they can drive to Board's Bar, and we can pack them a, a lunch for the day if they want to go hang out there for a little while, and or they can stay in camp, and there's plenty of hiking in and around camp. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. That's great. And the weather is going to be perfect, I'm sure. I'm sure. It will be great. <laughs> it's usually cooler there than it is here in Sacramento. Sure. So yeah. We'll be. We'll be. It'll be great. Especially at night. Yes, it does cool off quite nicely, and because there are no street lights, you can see lots of stars. Yeah, isn't that great? It's, it's, it is. Were you there during the meteor shower, or had you already had camp already ended by then? Um, I think this year at least camp had already ended, um, but we've been there in the past when mm-hmm. there's been. A meteor shower, and it's—you it's, just gotta go pray that the, the clouds have gone. Right, right. Or uh, this year it was a full moon as well, which. Uh, yeah, you can't see anything. Didn't, when you <laughs> the, 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 the moon did not cooperate. <laughs> no, I mean, what's its problem? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get this. Why do we, why do we have a meteor shower and a full moon at the same time? But yeah, no, I've I've heard that about the sky at Camp Pandola that it's it's spectacular. You know, you get away from any kind of uh, artificial light, and wow, the the sky really opens up for you. It's exactly it comes to it comes to life literally. So, so people can uh, can go to pendola dot org p e n d o l a dot org, or they can call nine one six seven three three zero one. Three five and kids four and under are free. Exactly. But we hope yes. they are accompanied by a parent. <laughs> yes, they do need to be accompanied by a parent. Hey, here's my four year old. Yeah, no, that's that. Yeah, accompanied by a parent always. Yeah, ab- <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that's that's great. And I I like that you you have a a max a max cost per family. You know, for uh, yeah people that have lots of kids. Right. We don't want it to be a, an acti- a weekend that's cost prohibitive for families to right. come and enjoy. So we, we put a max cost per family on there. That's great. That's great. And the, all the, all, every, you know, they don't really need to bring anything. They don't need to bring food. No. They just need to bring sleeping bags, clothes, of course, and, you know, those basic toiletries. Um, they'll get a packing list um, sent once they're registered. Um, but just those kind of basic items, you know, that your personal care items. Um, but all your food is provided. And it's actually best if you don't bring extra snacks. Um, it just invites uh, critters to yes. join you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> some, of them, some of them will fight you for it. <laughs> They're usually fairly sneaky, but yes, they will. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. So once once that's over, then uh, September really heats up with uh, uh, right. the uh, great on fire at Six, yes, Six on, Flags Discovery yes. Kingdom in Vallejo. Yes, we've got on fire um, two weeks after family camp, um, which is for high school teens and young adults. Um, and we've got great talent lined up this year. Joe Melendra is epic. 
Um, and, and Steve Andrezano um, is coming, and he'll be helping us with math in the morning. Um, but what I'm most excited about is he'll be doing, we do have parents that come to chaperones, and he'll be doing a talk for parents during the day. Oh, good. And, um, and then he'll also be taking um, an opportunity in the afternoon um, to do a, a prayer service. Um, for our youth and young adult ministry leaders, so um, any of our any of our youth ministers, young adult ministers, um, you know the leaders of those 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 groups um, or parish you know parish coordinators for youth ministry, we're inviting them to come and pray with Steve and um, in the afternoon because I think it's it's just so important that the those ministry leaders take that that time to just pray. Um, with each other and for each other, um, and this is a great opportunity for them to gather in that way. And Marie Pablo will be there. Um, Father Joe yeah. Kim will be there. Joe Melendres. Uh, talked to Joe the other day, oh, and what an inspiration he is. He's just lovely. I mean, he's so fun, and um, has he loves this event, and he's come many times, and we keep asking him back because he really understands what we're doing with our event, um, you know, this is an opportunity for pre-evangelization. It's a great opportunity for young people to invite their friends that maybe don't have a faith or are, you know, were confirmed, but, you know, maybe haven't really um, stayed active at their parish. Um, invite them to come and, and see the, the beauty that our faith is um, in, a, in, a, in a grander scale, um, where we have bishops there saying Mass. Um, we're really excited, the bishops from... Um, Reno, um, and I will try to not murder his name, um, Bishop um, Musenberg. Um, he's new um, in the Diocese of Reno. From Reno. From Reno, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I know of all the, of all the bishops, uh, he's, he's the one that has the difficult name to pronounce. <laughs> it's very challenging. It's got letters, and I'm just not sure. They just don't come out of my mouth in the correct way yet. Yes, so, right. <laughs> um, but he's new, and I haven't had a chance to practice much. So, yeah. um, But he'll be our provider, and, and Bishop Soto will, of course, be there. So we're excited. Bishop Soto doesn't um, miss anything. Um, not really, no. No. He's, he's there all the time, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Very good. And that uh, you go to onfirenorcal.com. That's Saturday, September 17th, 9 a.m., to 10 p.m., 13 hours of nonstop fun and inspiration. I mean, it's it's fun for sure. I mean, you are ha- yeah. having it at Six Flags, so, I mean, that's kind of the the carrot on the stick, but it's more than that, and um, it's a lot of inspiration, but it's it's a lot of fun, too, and it's, it's really great to see so many uh, youth and young adults, and lots of times their parents come and, you know, and, and share the faith. Exactly. That's that's what that's why we're doing it. Um, it's just a great it's a great day. Um, so it, it, yeah, tickets are on sale now. So please um, consider bringing a group or you know as your a family or extended family to to come to spend the day together. Yeah, what's a what a what a great idea. And then the very next weekend, we have the annual, <laughs> hopefully annual, ministry yeah. days. Ministry uh, days. In person. That's right. Yeah. Um, we're going to be at St. Francis High School. Friday is our day for teachers and Catholic school staff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then on, on Saturday, um, it's open to anyone who does any kind of ministry at a parish. Um, and it's open to everyone. So we'll have lots of different speakers. Um, we are, you know, we're, we're starting the three-year um, Eucharistic revival. And so we have a Eucharistic revival preacher coming to, to inspire us during the day as our keynote in both English and Spanish. Um, and we'll have lots of different um, other workshops that are ministry area specific. So for youth ministers, for young adult ministry leaders, for catechists, for um, people doing prison ministry, for people doing respect life and family life ministry. Um, we try to get a large, you know, large number of, of speakers that can speak to different, um, different ministry areas. That's great. That's that's great. It's it's uh, every time I've gone, it's such it's such a great event, and the you know the in person is so it's so valuable. I, I you know I, I I know Zoom has been very helpful in a lot of things and a lot of online things during the pandemic. But boy, that you know talking to t- meeting people from different places in the diocese and talking to them at lunch or between sessions, uh, so invaluable. No, it's, it's great, and and also we'll have vendors out there. Different um, of some of our some of the, the Catholic um, publishers who put out some of the textbooks that our parishes use, um, and other vendors will be there as well. Um, we is there are, still room for vendors? Uh, if... There is. There's still room for vendors. Um, so if, especially if you um, sell anything that can be used in a parish or by a ministry, you know, please consider checking out our vendor um, sponsor page um, to get a table. We work in time during that, during the day, for both on the, the school's day and on the, um, the, the regular ministry days on Saturday, um, intentional time for people to be able to go and speak to vendors and shop. And so um, it's nice for people to be able to bring back um, a resource they can use in their ministry, or something they can decorate their home with, or uh-huh. you know, you know, if we have some of our um, people who have children or grandchildren who maybe um, they can get little gifts for them, um, we always like to have vendors that can and serve in that way as well. Very good, very good. And uh, ministrydays dot com. Ministrydays dot com is the website. The registration is there. You can. Get your tickets for the event um, on that site. You can also um, sign up to be a um, a vendor at the site as well. You can see all of the different workshops. Um, people are still submitting some of our workshop titles, so the schedule might change. Um, when you register, you don't have to pick a workshop, which is which is great. So you'll be able to just pick one when you arrive um, at workshop time. Very good. Jennifer, always a joy to talk to you. God bless yeah, you and your you. ministry, and uh, we'll look forward to our paths crossing again real soon. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jennifer. That's Jennifer Campbell. Um, and uh, Just finished her, her latest uh, stint as the director of Camp Pendola up in the Sierra Foothills in Yuba County. That's going to do it for us for today. Thanks for listening. God bless everyone. 
This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the Mercy Foundation, enriching lives in the Sacramento region through Sisters of Mercy Ministries in health care, education, housing, and the care for the poor and elderly. For the Mercy Foundation, philanthropy is one of the most powerful expressions of compassion and love. Just as many people in our community need a hand, countless others are reaching out to them with comfort and hope. You can express your care and concern for the less fortunate with a gift to the Mercy Foundation. Uh, you can give them a call, 916-851-2700. That's 916-851-2700. And you can be confident that fully 100% of your contribution will support the Sisters of, ministry, of Mi- Mercy Ministry or ministries that you choose. And what a wonderful treasure Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts has been for all of us here in the diocese as they uh, uh, transition uh, into uh, uh, new ownership and management. Uh, They continue to offer wonderful workshops, wonderful uh, uh, resources for the Catholic community throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Not only does Easter's provide a wide array of Catholic books, both current releases and longtime classics, but they also sponsor a number of valuable workshops and lectures throughout the year. They're, they're located at 6916 Sunrise Boulevard in Citrus Heights. Give them a call, 916-338-7272. We also receive a generous underwriting support by Crumley & Associates, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services. If you have questions about retirement, Crumley and Associates can help you with their confident retirement approach that can help define a clear roadmap to get you where you want to go. You can uh, contact them, get all the details at Crumley and Associates, 7956 California Avenue in Fair Oaks. They're at 916-638-4600. That's 916-638-4600. 4600. And we uh, are, are certainly uh, appreciative of the uh, fine and uh, longstanding support of the Mercy Foundation, of Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts, and of Crumley and Associates. We'd like to thank all the wonderful people and organizations, uh, businesses in town. Uh, and throughout the Diocese of Sacramento, who have provided underwriting for the Bishop's Hour, uh, some in the last few years, some uh, have been with us for a very long time. If you would like to be an underwriter for the Bishop's Radio Hour, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to to support this mission and also to support the diocese and also uh, to get some uh, recognition for uh, your organization or for your business. The easiest way to do this is to uh, give us a shout, send us an email, radio at scd.org, and we can give you all the details about uh, helping to underwrite the Bishop's Radio Hour. Again, that's radio at scd.org. small sacrifice I've not joined with my life I sing in vain tonight I'm 